Hello, and welcome to Say Yes to NMES. I'm your host, Craig Mateer. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the podcast where we highlight and celebrate the success that NMES has had in the treatment of dysphagia. Today, I'll be joined by Stacy Brill as she talks about her success with NMES and her patients with head and neck cancer. Why don't we start with you telling me a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, my name is Stacy Brill, and I have been a speech pathologist for 29 years. I have been practicing um, at our hospital system here in Fort Myers, Florida for the past 20 years. I specialize in oncology patients, primarily head and neck cancer patients for the past 18 years. I have built the entire head and neck cancer program for my hospital system. Uh, and that's just the population I love working with. How did you get started with VitalSTEM? Uh, in 2004, uh, my mom had just passed away from ovarian cancer. I had made a promise to her that I was going to impact the lives of cancer patients in some way, shape, or form. And just so happened that when I got back to work after taking a bereavement leave, a uh, vital sim rep had randomly reached out to me telling me about it and the course available. And that next month I went and took the course and um, the rest is history. Great. And so you've been doing it for, I think you told me what, about 18 years or so? 18 years, yes. Okay. And so um, tell us a, a little bit about the patient we're going to talk about today. Uh, well, this uh, individual is a patient that had laryngeal cancer, uh, status post chemo and radiation. So had seven weeks of chemotherapy, so one time a week, had 35 treatments of radiation, uh, was sent to me at six months post. Uh, radiation. Um, he was missed during our protocols of sending them to us at time of diagnosis. Uh, he was not sent, so he um, was sent six months post. At that point in time, um, he did have some radiation fibrosis on the anterior portion of the neck, as well as some mild lymphedema, and um, he was aspirating and feeding tube dependent. And can you, what, and approximately what age was he at the time? Oh, in the 50s. Okay. And so then what was the, uh, what was the treatment regimen that you started with him? So it was a combination of using speech therapy, which was using vital stim as well as um, swallowing exercises and effortful swallows, as well as incorporating our occupational therapist to address the lymphedema and the radiation fibrosis. Um, so in our clinic with our head and neck cancer patients, it's generally always a team approach, either myself and our OT or myself and our PT, depending on um, how much therapy we think somebody might need and if they've had surgery and so forth, just so that we can make the most of their insurance dollars. Uh, because as you know, PT and speech have to share that bank of money on most of these patients. And this person uh, was a Medicare patient early on for some disability issues. And how long did you uh, see him or treat him? So he had 20 sessions 
Um, his lymphedema was controlled. He was given a compression garment, taught how to do manual lymph drainage at home, was compliant with it. They also trained him on um, some cervical range of motion exercises, as well as um, some things that he could do for the radiation fibrosis to try to keep that uh, at bay as much as we possibly could. And then with the combination of doing that, they would, he would see um, OT first and she would kind of prep things for me. And then he would come into my office and we would do the vital stem with following exercises. Initially started off using um, lemon glycerin swabs and oral swabs. He was not ready for PO trials. Worked our way up to PO trials. And um, after 20 sessions doing a repeat swallow study, um, he was no longer aspirating. Obviously not a normal swallow, but most of these patients do not have a normal swallow um, after head and neck diagnosis and after radiation. But it was a functional swallow. And um, he was ready to eat and work with the dietitian on feeding tube uh, weaning and did get his feeding tube out and continues to eat and drink to this day. That's fantastic. And how long... How long did the, the 20 uh, visits, was that over what, what kind of time frame? Over a two-month period. And what did what did he say about the treatment or the, the success? How did he, did he express anything to you oh, yeah. about that? Total, total excitement. Um, there was some tears shed, not just by him, but by me as well. Um, you know, with, with this population, obviously, you're not going to have a success story with everybody but i can tell you over 18 years i've had more success stories than not um and it's not solely just using vital sim it's using that in conjunction with other tools and and you know the other therapies that somebody might need as well so that you're working as a team and getting them the best benefit possible um but with this population you are impacting quality of life you're changing their life you're taking somebody that's totally feeding tube dependent that may have been told in other circumstances um, that they would never eat again. And, um, you know, you get them back to eating. We had a, I'll tell you another patient story. We had a patient, the very first patient that I had was um, 18 years ago after I got my vital sim uh, training. I went to the ENT's office and explained to him about it and, you know, what we can do and so forth. I said, send me one patient and I'll make a believer out of you because he was not, um, he just, he, he wasn't buying into it. So he sent me a gentleman that um, was also a head and neck cancer survivor. And he was told by another speech pathologist that he would never eat again, that he would always be feeding tube dependent. So he sent the gentleman to us. He was in his late 60s at the time. Um, Myself and physical therapy worked with him. Now, back then, we didn't have the hospital cap, so you could work longer with the patient as long as you could document progress. So we had him for approximately three, four months um, of intensive speech therapy three times a week using the vital stim, using swallowing exercises, um, compensatory techniques, and then the physical therapy three times a week for his radiation fibrosis and range of motion. And um, when we were done, his feeding tube came out. That man went back to eating and drinking. Doctor apologized to the patient, apologized, you know, to me for ever doubting. And from that day forward, that's, he only sent patients to um, our clinic until he retired like two years ago. 
That's fantastic. So um, on that subject, I know we have a Vital Sim provider annual conference, Wines and Dines, coming up, and I think you're doing a, a session. Yes. In that, what can you give us a little uh, um, preview of, of what you talk about there? Um, some research articles that are out there regarding using NMES uh, with head and neck cancer patients. Um, some success stories, some case, uh, cases that I have had success with. Um, and I found that talking to other speech therapists um, over the years, there's... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what a good word would be, but there's like a stigma to it where... Um, you know, they don't want to use any type of NMES with these patients. Or I don't know if it's that they're afraid of it or that they've just been taught you never do that with a cancer patient. Well, we're not using it over an active cancer, okay? These patients have been cleared by their physicians to, you know, to use this or they've had PET scans that show that they're clear. But there's no reason to be afraid to use it. There's also uh, studies that have been done with um, mice and rats where they've actually put a vital stem electrode over a mouse with um, head and neck cancer cells in them. And it has showed that it, it then they gave them vital stem therapy um, and it showed that it didn't grow the cancer cells. Now, obviously, that's one study, but there's a lot of different studies that are out there. You know, some will say that it, it did not show any benefit and some will say that it did. So. I'm just a believer that you throw everything out at that patient. You give them everything that you have available um, and, and you know, try to find something that is going to work for them because you are impacting their quality of life. You're giving them back something that we all take for granted and everything that you do socially really revolves around food or liquid in some way, shape, or form. So those patients don't have the ability to participate in a lot of social activities that they normally would have because they are NPO or they're, um, you know, embarrassed to be in public because they might cough or choke or what have you. Yeah. I think, um, head and neck cancer questions are some of the most we see, you know, coming into, to our, uh, company, you know, where obviously we filter them out to people, but, uh, but people are always asking about head and neck cancer. So yeah, I'm sure uh, people are going to be I, I always joke, but there's three things I can talk to you all day about. That's head and neck cancer. Uh, my bulldogs and my travels around the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're doing head and neck cancer. We have to come back later. And we'll talk about the bulldogs yeah. and the travel. <laughs> so if there was one thing, and, and I'm, you've probably already said it, but if you were going to wrap it up, what, what have these examples, these success stories shown to you in a, maybe in a bigger picture or what would you leave people? Um, um, that we all, about? we all have, we all have the ability to, impact somebody's life that um you know we should we should try the tools that are available that are appropriate for the person obviously it's not appropriate for every single person um but i'm a believer in you know leave no stone unturned so to speak um and it's not a tool that you need to be afraid of to use there's nothing wrong with trying it for a couple of sessions and see if you see a benefit if you don't see a benefit then you know that it didn't work. Or if you don't see the muscle contraction, then you know it didn't work. But um, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You didn't, you know, cause anything detrimental. Fantastic. 
Well, Stacy, thank you so much for um, hopping on here and doing this with us. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you have an NMES success story you would like to share, contact me at Craig at ChowSeminars.com. That's Craig at CIAOSeminars.com. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Ciao.